A person is forbidden to bathe, bathe on Yom Kippur. Whether it's hot water, or even cold water. His entire body, or even one limb. Bathing in hot water is forbidden on any Shabbos in the Anyantif. Yom Kippur is unique, it's forbidden to bathe even in cold water. Even a, a person's baby finger, he may not uh, soak it in water, he may not immerse it in water. A king and a bride, a bride meaning she's married 30 days, uh, uh, may wash their face. Kala, a bride, the reason for that is so she should not become, she should not become uh, contemptuous to her husband. She should not appear unattractive. Vamelech and a king, so unattractive is a proper translation, and the king, that he should always appear uh, in, a, in a sense of beauty and splendor. Shem the Pazik says, Melech b'yofetechsenecha, the king should always be beheld in splendor. Your eyes shall behold the king in splendor. But commonly, Chris Kala, to what point you should call the Kala? Until 30 days after wedding. Now, that's all about pleasure bathing. A person who's dirty from mud or filth may wash off the dirt in a regular fashion, and it's not a problem. A woman is allowed to wash one hand with water. This is um, concept similar to Neglavasar. And then she may give bread to a child. Or, or, or there's, there's a, it's explained that there's a concept of uh, the spirit of impurity uh, that a person uh, has on their hands until they wash in the morning. And therefore, they allow to wash that hand before they feed a child. Um, a sick person can bathe in his normal fashion for health purposes, even though he's not dangerously ill. All those who are chayev to go to the mikvah for whatever reason, uh, made tevil in the regular fashion, you can put them both on Tishabav and Yom Kippur. We'll see in the Gimel, this is, specifies, this only applies in a time when uh, the laws of purity and impurity are relevant, like in times of Mesa Mikdash. Someone who has a seminal omission, uh, Yom Kippur, nowadays refers to the time when uh, we don't, uh, we're not particular about ritual impurity, in the sense that uh, uh, we don't bring carbonos, we don't have Mesa Mikdash. If it's still moist, you can wipe it off with a, a, a cloth, and that's sufficient. Because you're not allowed to daven with any traces of it on your body. If, however, it's dry or it's become dirty, mixed with other things, then you can a person can can rinse or bathe only those dirty areas and then daven. Well, a person is forbidden to bathe his entire body or to tevil in the mikvah. Because the person who tevils the mikvah nowadays is not tar anyways. It paid to must mace because one of the impurities we have which we all have uh, inevitably come in contact with at one point or another, is the impurity of uh, 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 Thomas Mace, the impurity of contact with a dead body, either by going in a cemetery or by touching somebody else who went in the cemetery. Actually, touching somebody else who went in the cemetery might not require paraduma, but in any event, even if it makes you tummy, but in any event... Um, and uh, the idea of bathing, so therefore, because the Tumantara nowadays, in, 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 anyways, uh, your person's tummy to a mess, and you can never get rid of that without a paraduma, which you don't have nowadays. An idea of bathing because of tumma of a seminal mission in, in, in nowadays is only a minute, it's not a halach requirement. And a minute cannot 
of fruit and something which is forbidden. Alas, so Samote can only forbid that which is permitted. So, the, so if, if something is permitted, as a minig, we can say the minig is to, is to forbid it regardless. But you can say that even though it's forbidden, the minig is to permit it. That doesn't work. And the only idea with Chazal tell us that a person who, who may go to the mikvah Yom Kippur, if he sees Tomas Kari, is only a time where those who had a, a Baal Kari had to go to the mikvah uh, before davening or before studying Torah, this takana already uh, expired, so to speak, in the sense that people weren't able to adhere to it, and therefore the idea of going to the mikvah nowadays is anyway is not not practiced. Uh, it's practiced, but it's not required, and therefore it does not uproot the, uh, the, the idea of going to the mikvah kippur. A person can daven uh, on Yom kippur regardless. Halacha Although it sounds like even though, in times of uh, when the Takana was, in, was enacted, even though bathing Yom Kippur is forbidden, uh, and going to the Mikvah Yom Kippur is, uh, is only permitted if a person's Tomei, this type of Toma, um, even if a person didn't actually have to uh, you know, go to the Bishop Mikdash on Yom Kippur, for example, but still he was allowed to Tevil because of the requirement you were not allowed to Davin if you had this occurrence. Nowadays, that doesn't apply, even though the Minig is to try to, be, try to keep it anyways. If you have mud that is very moist, if you touch that mud, your hand will become moist. If you touch your moist hand to the other hand, that other hand will also be moist. The term uh, is famously referred to as Also, you now let to sit on this kind of mud that's uh, similar to bathing. But a person cannot fill a earthenware vessel full of cold water and use that to cool himself off, that the moisture seeps through the uh, earthenware and uh, acts as a cooling agent. That's not allowed. That's, that's, that makes it, it's almost like washing yourself with water. Because the water pours from its walls, seeps through, seeps through its walls. Even if it's a metal keli, the person is not allowed to do that, although the water will not seep through the wall. Perhaps the water will spill on his flesh. However, a person is allowed to uh, cool himself off by holding cold produce against his skin. A person is allowed to take a handkerchief before Yom Kippur. Soak in water. Dry it somewhat. And then put it under other cloth, other, other, other materials. This way it's somewhat insulated. It, won't dry, it will not dry out completely. And therefore, it retains some moisture and some coolness. But the next day, he can uh, put it on his heat. Uh, excuse me, put it on his face. Uh, wipe, wipe his face with It's not a problem. Even though it may be very cold, but because it's not, it's not moist. It's not moist to the point of Therefore, it's okay. Someone who's, who's going to do a mitzvah, such as greeting his teacher, greeting his father, or greeting anybody who's greater than him, she's going to study. He may go through water up to his neck, higher than his neck he can't go, because he might drink the water, God forbid. Someone's doing a mitzvah, that he went, this person who did the mitzvah he went to do, whether it's learn Torah or greet his teacher, he can also go back through the water. You're not going to let him go back through the water. He's not going to go in the first place. Thereby, he's going to uh, um, have the uh, problem of not doing the mitzvah. You're going to prevent him doing the mitzvah. Someone who's going to guard his produce, he can pass through, pass through water up to his neck. 
it's not a problem. But eventually, it's you know, a person not, is going to guard his produce from being stolen. He's not going to do business, obviously. Eventually, it's you today. The requirement is, however, he does not take his hands out from under his garments, keep his hands down under his garments. They, they, they used to wear like cloaks back then, like a large cloak to cover the person. So you have to kind of bring your hands up from under the garments. You want to, you know, you want to hold something or touch something. So you have to keep his hand under his hands under his cloak. Uh, as one would do during the week. So that's how you usually would do during the week. Refraining from doing it that way by making the person deviate from his, uh, his habitual standard will remind him not to uh, squeeze the water out of his garments. Zayin. A person not allowed to wear shoes. That's leather shoes, that is. Even on one foot. You could, however, wear a sandal made of reeds. Vishal Gemi or of uh, rushes, apparently. Okay, it's a Ben and similar to that. Um, the, the, word, the word sham in modern Hebrew it actually means cork. Uh, some translate it as tree bark now uh, in the in, in Um So, in other words, you can wear it on your feet things that are not leather. It's a person allowed to wear, a person allowed to wrap a garment or shmata around his feet and, and go outside with that. Because in these cases, these types of shoes or wrappings, the uh, the terrain of the earth, he still can, he could feel on his feet. So it's not mamish like he's wearing shoes. The minig is nowadays to permit even uh, uh, shoes that uh, like sh- or sandals or non leather shoes that even you know, that, are, that are completely as comfortable as comfortable and protective as leather. Okay. Uh, Atenekes, children. Because oh, so you can still feel like he's barefoot. Atenekes, children. That's why those other kind of shoes are, are permitted according to Ramam. Atenekes, children. Young children, even though they're allowed to eat and drink, they can bathe, and anoint themselves. You prevent them from wearing shoes, leather shoes, because that's one of the things they can do without worrying about impacting their safety or health. Purse is allowed to... Wear shoes, proper leather shoes, because of he's afraid, afraid of a scorpion or any other danger. They should lead to Shachanu, they should not bite him. A a woman who has just given birth, can wear proper shoes because she, if her feet are cold. 30 days after giving birth, she's, she's considered to be a dangerously ill person. A person who is sick with the like, even though it's not dangerously ill, may also wear shoes. Uh, uh, on Yom Kippur. A person may not bathe any part of his body, just like he cannot bathe his entire body. Excuse me, he cannot anoint him his body, any part of his body, with like lotion or oil. Whether it's a, to, for enjoyment purposes, or it's not for the purely purposes of enjoyment. Um, even even if, it, if it's for cleanliness, it's not allowed. Although it's not for enjoyment. The person is ill. He's not dangerously ill. A person has sores on his head. He can anoint himself, smear himself as normal without a problem. We know that on Shabbos and Yontif, generally speaking, a person has an obligation to light candles. There are places where the minigists light the candles in Yom Kippur. Besides the general obligation of having light on Yontif, it's Dafka point over here, the person will be embarrassed 
before his wife, will not come to have marital relations, which is forbidden, forbidden on Yom Kippur. Some places the meaning is not to light candles. Maybe he's going to see his wife, that's going to, and she, be please, she'll please him, be pleasing to his, his view, and she'll come to have marital relations. So both of these minahagam are trying to prevent marital relations. One says it's better to light candles, one says it's better not to. Even if it falls on Shabbos, then you must light candles regardless. Because lighting candles on Shabbos is definitely an obligation. Blessed be the merciful one, Hashem, who helps us finish Hilchas Yishvis